Hey listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I am your host, Chuck Peters, and we are recording this episode live at the Etch Family Ministry Conference here in Nashville. So if you hear any noise or sound in the background, it's because there are people milling around us, and uh, that's what that sound is in the background. One of the great things about having uh, the Etch Conference is we have tons of thought leaders and friends in kids ministry who come to town for the event that we get to sit down with to have conversations here on the podcast. And so today we are joined by a good friend of Lifeway, Lifeway Kids, Miss Dr. Donna Peavy. Hi, Donna. Thank you for taking time to make the trip and to come. I know you're leading breakout sessions and we're going to have some opportunities for our attendees to be up close and personal with you. We get the chance to sit down now and talk about one of your breakouts and go into a little bit of depth. So for those of you who do not know Donna, Donna Peavy's on mission to equip the faith community, parents, and children's ministry leaders to guide children to know, experience, and embrace Christ. Uh, she is a seasoned expert. She frequently consults with churches that are desiring to develop and improve their plan for facilitating the spiritual formation of children. And that's what we want to talk about today. So we're going to discuss best practices in children's faith formation. So how well are the kids of your church integrated into congregational life? In this episode, we're going to discuss some practical ideas that your church can use to provide faith formation experiences to lead a child to develop a vital maturing faith and to engage with the faith community. Is that accurate? That would be accurate, okay, good, yes. Okay, good, good, yes. So Donna, tell us, what as we talk about the faith formation or, or the faith formation experience, right. what is that? Put that into context for us. Okay. Uh, a faith formation experience is an experience that a child would have that would help them to know God better or to experience God at in an age-appropriate you know kind of way, something that is meaningful to the child in that moment. Um, God created us as spiritual beings. Even young preschoolers, they are spiritual people, yes. and God created them spiritual, and they do respond to to God mm-hmm. and to His story. And so we anything what we do um, in if it's formative for their faith is exposing them to the things of, of God mm. and to help helping them to see and even understand that things are of God, which helps them in their, their faith formation. Um, sometimes people confuse faith formation does occur like in children's ministry. Mm. It does, yes. but all of children's ministry is not necessarily faith formative. Okay. Sometimes we're just roller skating. Yes, and and that's fun. Yes. and it's creating fellowship with other people, uh, but it's not necessarily a God moment. Right. So so all of that, uh, you know, uh, children's ministry encompasses a whole lot of things. Faith formation certainly is part of that. A significant significant part of that. So it's clearly it's not something that happens by accident. Right? No. This is a faith formation in a child is something we need to be mindful of as leaders and aware of and strategic about. Absolutely. Now now children um, innately and this is what the research shows in, in anyway, that children innately, even young children know that like God created the world. And they are they respond to uh, this God, this unnamed God for many of them who do not have parents who are introducing them to God. Yes. But they know intuitively that there is a God. 
and uh, and so they they're responding emotionally and spiritually to this creator. When we have parents and teachers who are facilitating this process, it makes the adventure, if you will, mm. this form faith formation is an adventure, mm. and and children are are always seeing something new on the trail if you will yes. I mean there's always something to point out to children if if we are uh, I have a daughter uh, you have children so we're their God yes we're their God and and we cannot really carry children where we have not been now sometimes we do end up on a journey together to a place a new place where none of us have been before yes. but if we've been on a trip before we know what the kinds of things to look for to look mm-hmm. out for even if it's a new trail for us as adult people um, so when we are guiding our children on this journey then we're able to point out let's stop and rest here for a minute Let's let's take a pause and let's look around and mm. see what we can see and experience all of this. And sometimes it's look out for that. That's dangerous right there. Don't step yeah. there. Don't step there. That that can that's harmful. Yes. Um, and so uh, we're on the journey with them, um, and we're we're leading them to experience things that are new and fresh every day. And so some of those things may be things that we can anticipate and map out. Oh, absolutely. And, so, and some of them may be, like you said, things that we discover along the way Absol- that yes, might be yes. uh, un- unforeseeable or unforeseen. What are some of the things that we can map for kids as we begin this? And what does that look like in the church? Well, when they're very young, um, preschoolers uh, need to uh, be included in the faith community. And some, I say faith community instead of just saying members. Our in our tradition, uh, children, people, people, be that whatever age they are, become members of our congregation through a profession of faith in Christ and baptism, and so they become members of the church. Meaning they can vote. And, sure, you know yeah. they're they're full like blown formal members, membership. formal yes. membership. Yet our children are part of our faith community from birth. Yes, and so. We need to incorporate them into the life of the family. When a child is born into our family, our, my daughter was part of the family even before she was born. She yes. was anticipated That's greatly, right. That's right. as as yours were, and yeah. you were like celebrated their arrival. And then, from the moment they got here, they were actually the center of attention. Yes. Our, the children, our, our child is the center of attention. And so with our preschoolers, when we give them the attention that they need, uh, be it uh, learning space or resources, all of those kinds of things, but when we give them the spiritual attention that they need, mm. we include them. We pray with them. We pray in their presence. Mm. We talk to them about spiritual things. We read them the biblical story. Yes. Uh, all of those things are formative you know, for their faith. They're included. They're not just babysat while the big people are engaged in learning about God. Yes. Um, so when we're looking at it from a church perspective, Anytime our children are in our presence, whether your church is in someone's living room or a brick and mortar building that 
you, that you've spent money to build, erect, mm-hmm. and go to each week. We go to the church. Um, regardless of where the church meets, when the children are present, then they are included and embraced as part of the faith community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and sometimes uh, our churches tend to keep the kids. Uh, if you know what I mean. Like we've sure. got some childcare going on down there, but and separate it, it, them and, and they're and safe. Isolate them. They're safe. And they're having a good time. Mm-hmm. Yes, but it's not as formative as it could be unless it's intentionally being done. You know that way. So I think even with the little ones, we want to be real intentional mm-hmm. about that and including them in in the what goes on at our in in the broad scheme of things at, at church. But even young children. Uh, threes and fours, older preschoolers, it can in themselves engage in ministry action. Hmm. And I think this is one of the things that our churches really need to uh, probably pick up a little better than we do, um, is to include the children in the practice of sharing hmm. the gospel message, even for themselves, uh, that they that they too are capable of saying Jesus loves me and Jesus loves you. Yes. And that they that becomes part of their lifestyle. Part of their family lifestyle, their mom and dad or whoever's in their family. Um, our family unit is to be about this, but so is our faith family. Mm. So how what are the benefits of this? So I can see, you know, with kids isolated, how I could see how that could be detrimental to their right. formation formation. Um, what are the benefits of including them in this way? The benefit of including children in uh, formative action when they're children is that it sticks with them when they become adult people. Mm -hmm. What we learn when we're young children remains with us. Most of us, when we were very young children, learned Jesus loves me. Yes. We still know it. Uh, we, we learned our ABCs when we were young children, and we still know it. Uh, the research has come out now that when children uh, attend church worship with mom and dad, that they are more likely to remain connected once they have left their home and you know, ventured out on their own, that they've become adult people. So their practice of going to worship is consistent in adulthood because it's something that they experienced as children so that those in those years where they were worshiping and their uh their connections with church and god and all of this was it was all milling around you know inside of them it becomes part of who they are it's part of their dna and so if we want it to display itself in young adulthood then we have to lay those foundations really early you know in their life Uh, it is a rare bird who would wake up at the age of 20 and say ah i think i should try church you know it's more that it it's something that they began as young children sometimes not willingly Sometimes young children, younger children, and certainly as they get older, say, I really don't want to go today. I I mean, I'd rather not. And mom and dad say, uh, in our home, we go. This is what we do. And it's a pattern, you know, of that. And so even if they're not really willing to go necessarily, it's something that they learned to do. And 
so when they get to be older, it it has stuck with them. Mm-hmm. You know, for a long time, I would I would teach that um, we gather our children together for family reunions. In my family, I have a very large family, and the purpose of that was so that I would connect with these relatives of mine from all over the place and that we would get to know the stories of our family yeah and that we would get to know the patriarch and matriarch of our family yes and that we would be connected and we went as children and all throughout our childhood and I'm grateful because it's highly doubtful that as a grown woman I would have just woke up one day and said I think I need to just find all these and I wouldn't have the relationships I have with them and it's this way when we're establishing faith formation with children. We do these things when they're younger. Uh, we introduce them to the stories of our faith. Mm-hmm. We introduce them to the people that are significant in our faith, both biblical characters and the people who are significant to them today, their pastor, mm-hmm. their children's minister, uh, the, the deacons who serve in their church, this old man who's been here for 100 years. <laughs> and all of those kinds of things um, help to include them, and they feel like they're part of the family, that faith community. So then when they graduate and their youth group is no more, yes, they are attached to more than just their youth group. Right. They have become a part of the whole family. Such a key concept that we really need to be aware of. You know, and I think it's something that as you explain it, it mm-hmm. makes complete sense. Yes, right. there's huge benefits, right? And right from the beginning, children right. are are in the presence of uh, all the activities of the church that are happening, or on, on right. the lap during the Bible study, or in the pews during worship. Right. Some of those things, it just makes sense how that would instill in them a culture you know, right. that would be highly valuable as they grow to spiritual maturity. Right. How, so for us as kids leaders, what can we do practically with to instill this as a value in our churches? I think that uh, children's ministry leaders uh, work with parents and must work with other staff members. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, pastors, whether, whether our staff members are paid people or lay people, yes. sometimes many of our churches have a pastor, a pastor only, and he's bivocational. Right. You know, so it's really about working with our congregation to say, these children are a part of our faith family, and we want to include them in, in family business. And the business of this family is the sharing of the gospel. Yes. And so we share the gospel with our children, but we also include them in the business, in the yes. family business. And that is to share Christ with our community. So when children serve alongside their parents, their grandparents, their neighbors, their Sunday school teacher, they are engaged in the work and they are part of the community and it, it integrates them. It gives them a great sense of security, of spiritual security as well. Like mm. I am, I belong here. Yes. And, and this is this is a safe place. It's a it's a it's a emotionally safe place. It's a spiritually safe place. And I'm learning. I'm learning every day to serve others, to love others, to care for others. Um, at our at my church in New Orleans, our children, our youth, serve the homeless each week, mm. side by side with their teachers and their parents. Um, and that's helping to create in them, you know, this this uh, this desire to serve and to, to do more in our community. 
Um, but it's connecting them in very real ways to the adult people. Yes. And not just to the other youth, but, but to the adults in our church as well. So engaging in, in ministry practice, the Bible says go and teach and baptize. And it doesn't say go, oh, all of you who are over 18. Mm-hmm. It just says go. Yeah. And, and he's speaking to his people. And so we are his people. And so our children, even though they may not have yet made the decision to be a follower of Christ and be, have received baptism, they're still part of our community. Mm-hmm. And these experiences help them take that step toward Christ. Great. Great. Well, Dr. Donna Peavy, thank you so very much for sharing with us uh, on the episode today. Great insights. Thank Good you. things to think about. Thank we you. so appreciate Gosh, you and your friendship. Gosh, this time just flies by, doesn't it? It does. It goes by very quickly. We will need to have you back again so that uh, well, we can I talk about so. more good stuff. Looking forward to it. Listeners, thank you for listening. I want to challenge you to think about what you've just heard. Listen to this episode again if you need to. How well integrated are the children in your church with your whole congregation? We need to move towards integrating them well to help with their faith formation. Um, I th- think of Deuteronomy 6, the whole Absolutely. idea that as we, we, we were to talk about these things, when we lie down and when we rise up and as we walk along the road, that's such a picture of adults and children side by mm-hmm. side talking about things of God as they grow. Yes. What a wonderful message. So thank you, Donna. We appreciate you. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Listen, if you have not been to our Etch Family Ministry Conference, it happens every October right here in our hometown of Nashville, Tennessee. You can come here and you can interact with folks like Dr. Donna Peavy and other thought leaders to talk and engage in real time, face to face, and discuss these things in great depth and at great length. So we would welcome you to mark your calendars. Look for etchconference.com to find out details about next year's event. And thank you for listening. We invite you back for another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.